Ramble. Saying I love you is not a will you marry me. It's just a, it's a feeling and it's nice to say it. Like you hate confrontation. Unfortunately, confrontation is a part of life and you really need to like learn how to respectfully bring things up. I don't think that there's any way of being like, ah, oh, we are perfect for each other right now. And we are going to stay perfect for each other for the rest of our lives. Sometimes I could be a little bit judgmental of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> both of you guys are like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Guys, there is a Batman marathon on TV the other day when I was with my dad. Like all the movies? Like Batman Forever, like the Jim Carrey Riddler one, and and then the George Clooney one. Yeah, uh, I think the one with Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Danny DeVito. I haven't seen that one. Isn't the George Clooney one, like, doesn't it have a lot? Isn't it, like, very secretly homoerotic oh it's i don't know i don't think i ever seen any of them dude batman forever is the one where he can't turn his neck in the suit yeah. so oh, he's literally yeah. like when he gets on the roof he's like <laughs> doesn't he also have like nipples on his like chest plate? yeah and then there's yeah. a straight up posed butt shot as he's mm-hmm. getting suited up. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm you know i'm not I love a good butt shot that used to be yeah. the thing like brad pitt in troy he had like a butt shot <sighs> and Ben Affleck and Gone Girl. You just get a flash of butt. I mean, this one's for the least. Who's going to complain about a flash of butt? Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to complain. A little I mean, dash s- of butt. Sons of Anarchy. You get to see some Charlie. Uh, Char- How do you say his last name? Hun- Hun- That's the second time I've heard someone mention Sons of Anarchy. I've never seen that show. It's a very popular show, but I'm, I haven't gotten into it. Yeah. I watched like three. I watched three seasons, and that was it. That was enough for me. <laughs> but you get to see you get to see that guy's butt. Oh, by the way, who am I talking to? Uh, hello, it's Ian <laughs> Hecox of Smosh. Today I am talking to Courtney Miller and Sarah Weedle. Hello, um, hey big we, sis. Today we will be um, going through a bunch of relationship advice you guys submitted a bunch of uh, wonderful questions to us on Twitter. And we're going to go through a few of them and give our best advice. Of course, I am a single person, so maybe my relationship advice shouldn't be taken completely. <laughs> we've got some different perspectives on yeah. all these things. Yeah, yeah. We've, all, be good. we've all been through different things. We are not we've licensed. Yeah, we've been through. We've been through. Uh, <laughs> we are not licensed relationship Doctors, I'm yeah, not a love no. guru. No, I'm not a love guru, and I. But I'm a I'm a love hoo hoo. Text coming for my brand. Literally. Sorry, I love hoo hoo. Yeah, I like it because we're all kind of like in different walks of relationships. We've all mm-hmm. basically all had different types of dating styles. I think knowing each of us, we all date a little differently. Yeah, and then um, obviously I've been married for two years in september so i also have that under my belt but also many failed relationships as well oh yeah we've been through all yes it must be so nice for somebody that just finds the one on the first go and they're just like all right their life is just set i mean it's different for everyone but i think you should date around because that's how i found out what i liked and what i didn't like and you learn so much yeah yeah and what what i could deal with like because no one's going to be perfect and what I just could not deal with. Yeah, you learn your own <laughs> value along mm-hmm. the way. I just wonder, like, what the heck happened with my, the grandparents on my mom's side? Like, they, they, I mean, my grandma married my grandfather mm-hmm. at, like, 18, and they stayed together this whole time. 
I do think it, it's just a different time because back then there wasn't dating apps. There wasn't the internet. You know, the prettiest girl in your town was the prettiest girl you've ever seen in your life, unless it was like in a magazine. Yeah. And you could work one job, like one mm-hmm. person could work one job and be able to support the whole family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that must have been nice. It's different. It's different now. <laughs> <laughs> but now we're in the, the year of 2020 where where all is uncertain and and things are things are weird. Things are intense. It's a very and, intense And along time. with yeah, and along with that relationships are intense. You guys yeah. submitted some some great questions. We're going to jump into it. Are are we good to jump into it or do you guys want to I want to dive in. Spitball. All right. Let's dive cool. in. We're going to dive in. Smash dating advice. Love hoo hoo. Smash love hoo. Smash love hoo-hoos. I love hoo-hoo. Kevin, please make a very complicated song. Remix that, that please. And I, and I Get want you DJ to- Tommy on the beat. Yeah. We just got uh, many ellipses from Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm very ready. Yeah, I know you said it earlier, but let's just blanket statement. Like this is just advice coming from three relatively normal people, not professionals in any type of- relationship Absolutely. giving or therapy or anything so mm. yeah take, we speak take from all our these. experiences exactly so these are not um you know we're not demanding you to do anything and we're not forcing you to do anything and if we ruin your relationship i we're sorry you shouldn't have trusted <laughs> us but if you if we tell you to get a divorce, you should definitely do it. Oh my god! And, um, uh, good luck. Yeah. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's swan dive in. All right. Woo! This one comes from Zakoyaki. They say I have serious social anxiety and fear of being judged. When I decide to look for someone, currently not dating, how can I manage those anxieties and fears in order to build a solid relationship? I can relate to that a lot. I'm just like super anxious about dating in general, especially when it's someone I don't know. I say every time that I was able to get past that was being able to take things slow. For me, um, also, I know it's hard now, but it's something to just think about in general in life. Uh, Group dates are awesome. (laughs) In the Mormon religion, they're all about group dates (laughs) when you're young. But it's it's a very valid thing because you're there's less pressure. It's a bunch of people. Even if you're like with your friends, you're like, hey, my friends are doing this thing. Do you want to come with us? You can bring your friends, and then it's a whole outing. Obviously, you can't do that right now unless you're living in a place where everything's good. It's congratulations. Wish we were you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, group dates are great because then you also are not only it's less pressure for you and that person, but also um, like you get to see how they interact with other people because that can be very telling too. Yeah. It's hard That's to good. really get to know someone when it's just one-on-one because it's like a, a hit different. I think it's really important to get confident within yourself and obviously like we're all work in progress and I'm ne- I never was like 100% confident in who I was but there's parts of me that I really really enjoy and there's parts of myself that I love and that's the parts that I like to share so I think once you have that confidence within yourself you know you have a couple of attributes that you really like about yourself that make that automatically gives you that confidence 
that you're not worried about getting judged because you believe in yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As like corny as that sounds, like you really do have to believe in yourself because if you are looking for a partner, that partner wants someone that's confident and open and excited about themselves too. So I think it's all about kind of like, it's some self-coaching and a lot of self-work to mm-hmm. know that you got to be your own person and confident in in kind of your attributes before you can share it with someone else. Sometimes I could be a little bit judgmental of a person. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> both of you guys are like, mm-hmm. 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 But I understand that. Sometimes we do and, that to protect ourselves too. Like, Yeah, and I just, I don't know. I, I, I see certain attributes on people and then I sort of make a judgment on like who they are as a person. So what happens is I end up doing that to myself. Like, I'm like, oh, like these are my interests, but that makes me look this way. So I don't really know if I should be like, that open about my my interests and mm. you know mm-hmm. whatever it is and one thing that i've gotten better at is just being more open with like who i am and what i enjoy with whoever i'm dating rather than be afraid that i'm going to be judged for who i am cuz eventually they're going to find out and it's and it's pretty liberating to to be like no this is who i am this is how i choose to spend my time this is these are the things that interest me. And you don't know that that person that you're interested in might also be interested in those things as well, mm-hmm. or at least find your interests interesting. And I will say, like, I like Courtney's point of like taking it slow and getting to know each other because first impressions do count for a lot, but they're not everything. Even Claudio and me, for example. Yeah. My first impression of him, I it's completely different than who he actually is. And I think he he was nervous. I was nervous. We were, you know, flirting and and stuff like that. So, you know, the first date I went on with him, I was like, "Mm, I don't know, but he's like really cute and he has a nice little accent. So I'll go (laughs) on another date with him. And, you know, obviously with time, I could only see with time that he's like an amazing, wonderful person. And I didn't get that that first date because it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. The group date thing is really interesting though because I, for a little bit, I dated somebody that that grew up in Brazil and, and she was like, yeah, we don't do like the dating mm-hmm. thing. Like we don't go on dates. It's like a group of friends will like meet up and all like go out. Group That's dates. the same with Italians too. Yeah, they're like usually just in a friend group hanging out and there's no like, formal date like may, madame may i ask you out yeah. on a dinner like it, that's just not a thing in those those different cultures it's a very americanized for two people to go on a date so they just all hang out as friends and then yeah they just married. all hang out with friends and then yeah <laughs> they date for <laughs> 40 years and then they get married i don't yeah. know <laughs> this one comes from nerdy ginger 101 <laughs> they said how do you get over someone It's been three years since I've even spoken to this guy who was never even into me. It's not like he's an ex. He was a friend who didn't like me back. And yet I still have this idea of him so built up in my mind that it feels impossible to move on. Well, I mean, I guess I would say like it's been three years since you've even spoken to him. I'm sure he's he could very well be a completely different guy. I, I don't really follow why. Well, it's the idea, right? Because obviously, yeah. like, she had very good memories with him if they were friends. And, you know, she developed a crush and, you know, you daydream. So it's it's those feelings. Rose-colored glasses. Yeah, it's those nice feelings that you go through and you miss that. Look, I... I believe that you can miss those feelings and you can have those feelings and you can feel that way. But I 
think also, you know, look at it as a nice point in your life, as a nice little chapter in your book. But write more chapters with different characters, with different side characters and main characters. That's so true. Like, don't, like, you're wasting this time Mm -hmm. on this one person. And there could be other people around you who are clearly better options. Because, like, I I relate to that. I mean, it's also hard when it doesn't go your way. Mm -hmm. When obviously he Mm -hmm. didn't or that person didn't like you back. And you're just like, oh, this thing went wrong. And it's not, I can't, I wasn't able to control it and and make it work or it didn't go just the way I wanted. And like, it's hard to let go sometimes when maybe you, maybe he doesn't, maybe that person you were hoping that they saw you in a certain way. And like, I, I, I can relate. I had a, in, in high school, I was actually starting freshman year. It was like summer going into freshman year. This boy Him and I literally dated for a week, but I was like literally hitting puberty hard. So my hormones and everything, I was like, I love this kid. I love him so much. We literally only hugged. I was like, I love him. And then like my friend somehow like messed it up. Like I guess she was texting him on my phone and he got mad and broke up with me. Oh no. And I was in my emotions like so I was like, no, I lost him. He doesn't understand why. Like we would have worked. We would have worked. Yeah. And- I couldn't let go for so long. And like, if I saw him at future events and stuff, I was like, oh my God, it's him. I was honestly like my emotional attachment. I, I honestly just, I'm like, oh, it was my hormones and my puberty. Mm-hmm. And like, I was very emotionally connected to this person and they simply were not connected to me in that way. <laughs> I think understanding that you can feel that way for someone and it's possible that it's not mutual and like, you just got to let it go. Yeah. And I think you can make peace with, with the memory of however positive the feelings were. Cause I've, I've had plenty of relationships that broke up, not on bad terms, but just because it just didn't work out. But that doesn't take away the positive moments I had with them and the positive relationship I had with them. I don't talk to them now and I'm I'm not involved with them, obviously. But I think you're allowed to look back on those relationships and go, yeah, that was really fun, but I'm not going to let it close me off or set unrealistic expe- yeah, expectations for the back. next thing. Yeah, exactly. I think also they know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. Like they like they they acknowledge that he didn't like her back and that they haven't talked in in 3 years. So Yeah, sometimes I you think, just got to hear the truth. Yeah. yeah. I think deep down, I think deep down they they already know. Are there tick uh, like tips and tricks to like get someone out of your brain? I guess like you just got to focus Time. on something else. I, and, and I understand. Yeah. I also can understand it's like man, I worked so hard and built this thing up inside mm-hmm. for so long and now I have to start over with someone else. Cuz I remember in high school being like, ah, who's my next crush gonna be? It's hard, it's hard starting over. And that's also the hard thing with like ending a real, like an actual relationship is like, wow, I'm back to square one. Just gotta get ready. It's a new chapter, be excited. This one comes from Miss McKenzie. She says, I'm 22 and have never been in a relationship. I have a very specific idea of what I want from a relationship and the type of guy I want to date. I've been told that maybe my expectations are limiting my possibilities. Should I lower my standards or try to be more more open-minded <laughs> or wait, okay. or wait. Or, or she's wait. wondering if she should just okay. wait for the perfect guy to come mm. i mean look how how are you supposed to know what kind of guy you want to date if you've never 
dated before. Not that I'm saying that you should just rush into a relationship just to try it and see what happens. Like if somebody's a piece of shit, yeah, don't give them, don't, yeah, don't enter them into a, time, a relationship. Yeah. I think it depends on the, the specifications that she's looking for. I think if it's like he needs to be 6'2 and athletic and have blonde hair, like I think yeah, if you're that's car- obviously. Yeah, if you're uh, Courtney's sister. <laughs> Hey, uh, I just think if you're going too particular, you you probably will be disappointed. But if you're looking for someone that's funny and charming and trustworthy, like obviously those are normal things that everyone is seeking out. As far as like lowering your standards, I think don't always judge someone immediately. That goes back to my point about Claudio. Yeah, the the dating apps are pretty brutal when you're like left, right, left, right, and deny, get you know, and like trying to approach someone at a bar is also brutal sometimes. Like if you want to be open to a relationship, if that's something you're ready for, you want that person to also be open and not so cutthroat with you as well because it's it's two two sides got to work towards it so i think if you're giving these these potential suitors too much of a checklist to that they need to check off that's not completely fair also also i feel like i don't i don't go on a date with the expectation that i'm going to be married to this person Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life like i'm going on a date to get to know the person and we might not be a good fit or we might become friends, or there might be something more, but I don't ever go into the expectation that I'm gonna meet my perfect soulmate because I don't know the person. So I think you really gotta try dating. Don't date with expectations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe you'll find something that you didn't even know was interesting Mm -hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say like I it's interesting because when we had the bad at dating psychic and he was like, hey, there is no perfect person in a way like Imagine if you're dating a guy and or like you met a guy and he was like, mm, I don't like you because you're not quite as short as I want or or oh, you don't make the amount of money that I would like. Like there's just like trying to put someone in a box when it's like, hey, this is a whole person. They have a whole mm-hmm. life like you. That's not fair. Like because and I think it's a, it, it would be healthier to just start with, hey, I feel attraction toward this person and I'm getting Mm -hmm. to know them more. And if there are deal breakers, that's fine. But I've been all over the map with dating. Like I in high school, I was like, yeah, oh my God, my dream guy is going to have chestnut hair and wear flannels. And like, he's going to love film. And like, (laughs) I even like tried to like find people on Instagram, like my age who liked film, who looked like that and like tried to follow them. I I was crazy. I don't fucking know. I think I was just trying to be cool and just be like unique because I'm unique. I'm not like I think you were like Anna Ferris in in high school. You're like, ooh, I just want (laughs) ooh, chestnut. I think think also you bring up a good point, Courtney. It's like, don't be afraid to change your expectations. Mm -hmm. You don't know what you want truly Well, for me, I mean, obviously there are some deal breakers. Like some people really, if if they're a, a certain religion, they really, really want a partner yeah. in that religion. I think that's, that's completely understandable. That's Politics, like if you want someone who aligns with you politically, that's completely understandable. But I think all the other things that aren't like super deal breakers, like they are flexible and you'd never know until they're flexible until you meet that person. For me, I I am Christian. I I am Christian. And I always thought I would have a Christian husband, but I that was never a deal breaker for me because it was like, at the end of the day, I want a husband that's a good person and that shares that sa- the same values that I'm learning through Christianity as me. And 
Claudio isn't Christian, but he shares the same family values, the same morals that we we will have the same conversation with different contexts. So at the end of the day, that wasn't a deal breaker for me because I saw him so much more than just this one thing. And at the end of the day, you're 22. You have time to just experience things and and say yes to life a little bit in terms of like meeting guys or, or whoever it is you want to date. And like for me, when I was younger, I would if I just found out a guy liked me, I was like, I like them too. And I just <laughs> wanted to date them because I just wanted to be liked. I wanted the validation because that was where I was at mentally. But in through that in in meeting people, you're like, oh, I've I've actually experienced a relationship with a human being. Mm-hmm. And I've found things that I do like and don't like. Uh, but because mm-hmm. having a stencil before you've actually started will make things just harder for yourself. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I guess I guess rather than looking at his standards, maybe look at it as self-respect or self-esteem. Yeah. Don't settle too hard. Yeah, yeah. You should know what hurts you and what and what helps you. What helped me with my anxiety and and worrying about being judged on a date was I don't look at it as going in to meet the one or even a sexual partner or even a, a relationship. I'm just literally meeting a new person that's outside my bubble. And then you figure out from there if it's romantic or platonic or if there's nothing there and you just had like an yeah. hour and a half with someone that's not in your bubble. I think that takes a lot of pressure off. And yeah. if she's 22 and she's wanting to date and she can't find that perfect um, person to go on a date with, like, you should go on some dates that maybe you're not feeling it completely so that you can practice too to get to know someone. Mm-hmm. And maybe even during that, you find something that you really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'll tell you, well, by trying to find the guy in my dreams on Instagram, I was single hopelessly for years. <laughs> Next question. All right. <laughs> Next slide. <laughs> Next slide. Uh, this one comes from D-Star... 952. My fiance and I were supposed to get married in June, but due to the pandemic, that didn't happen. Uh, I want to do something extra romantic to make the wait worth it. Any advice for things I could do? Here's my thing. I feel like I want to normalize the engagement being a more in its own stage, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's such a cute stage that kind of gets glazed over because it's like, oh, we're about to be this thing. But it's like, it's more so like, no, this is just like another level of the relationship. You guys are truly committed to each other and just enjoying the engagement for what it is. I obviously can't speak from experience, but that's just my romantic idea of like, you guys should, it's just like an exciting chapter that you can just sit in comfortably if you want it. But yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Like, being engaged is really fun. Even like using the word fiance, you feel like super dorky. Yeah. But you're like, eh, 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 fiance. <laughs> like it, it's fun. And, you know, I always really, really wanted a super long engagement too, because, you know, I don't want to rush things and I want to enjoy that. But I think Claudio and I got married at the same time. Obviously, there are some things because he's not a citizen that we had to expedite. And, you know, my family really wanted a wedding. So we got married at the right time. The pandemic, I know a lot of people that were getting married and had to either postpone or change their plans. I had a friend through Twitter. She got married a couple months ago during the pandemic and she's Indian and she was going to have this huge Indian wedding because they love those beautiful ornate weddings. And obviously she 
had to change her plans. So what she did is she did a very intimate ceremony with her parents. And then she had uh, a, like hundreds of people on a Zoom call. And she loved it. She was very happy from what I can tell from that experience. And that's not for everyone. But I think it's it's important to stay flexible because as a society, we put a lot of pressure on that wedding day. And I felt it on my wedding day. And I was a person that I didn't love completely during that time because it was incredibly stressful. It was in Italy. I had flown my small family over and I was coordinating all my family and friends in a foreign country to make sure that they were okay. It is not... It's not very glamorous. And you're probably like on this like stupid diet to try to like get down for the... (laughs) Well, I had like done it all before I went because I actually like... I actually, you know, despite eating all the amazing Italian food, don't really gain weight when I go to Italy. So I was feeling fine, but it was just all very, very (laughs) stressful and I didn't... You know, I I wouldn't say I was full bridezilla, but I had moments where I was like, too many things to coordinate. You guys know me when I'm stressed. I think like like no matter how small or big the wedding is, it's going to be stressful Mm -hmm. for anyone. I think anyone that's, you know, part of the party. Yeah. And I think the important thing to focus at the wedding is why are you there? Why? What are you celebrating? And what is it really about? And then cut all the other shit that is like, I didn't care about cake flavors and or like courses and like the flowers. We were just like, make it rainbow. I just want rainbow flowers. And they were like, okay. And it was like a beautiful, perfect wedding. And it's because I focused on I'm so excited to marry Claudio in front of our friends. And even the photographer was like, you're the most chill bride I've ever seen. I was doing my bridesmaid's makeup. I was doing my mother's makeup. And it was because oh. I was confident. I was confident in what I was doing there. I was focused on the mission of getting married and having oh. a good time. And if that person wants like advice for like a little particular things, like Claudio sent me flowers of the morning of the wedding in a little note. And oh. I had give I had uh, someone make a little gift. It was cake toppers of our two cats, Tartufo and Pup be dressed as us to put on the cake for him to open and we did first looks so that we could just have a private moment before the ceremony to uh just see each other and enjoy the moment so i think you just find what little moment you think would be sweet for each other that's i like that and you don't need a big ass wedding you don't if you want that sure save that money for your honeymoon i will say my sister kat um, she got engaged, uh, like I think end of last year or something. And she was like, Hey, yeah, we're going to get married in May in Europe while we're in our tournament because they compete in sword and shield fighting. So cool. <laughs> and I know just casual and obviously the quarantine stuff happened, so they couldn't do it. And then without telling family, she just like went and did it fully legally, everything, and then had like their own sweet little like medieval style. She had an elf marry them. She he like (laughs) a dwarf walked up the ring medicine mask. Oh hell yeah! And and her and her husband now was wearing like all furs, and she had like a flower crown, and they so had, like, cool. Their hands were tied together in like uh like light up little twinkly string. It was, and the photos like are so beautiful. 
And like, ultimately, like, just do within, just do whatever. I can't even tell if the question is like, if just want to do something to hold us over before we really get married Mm -hmm. or just do something now the best way we can. But I also think there's no shame in waiting. If you really, really want to have that big thing, it'll be worth it. It is what you make it. And it's the, the, the thought that counts. So do what you guys think is romantic. Yeah. This next one comes from Double Dare Me. How do you know when it's okay to use the L word? I've been with my girlfriend for almost four months, but I don't want to freak her out. (laughs) Okay, I I have an excellent answer for this. Oh, okay. Because I say, obviously, wait till you know you're sure. And it's always better to be more sure than not quite sure enough for anything in life, honestly. I say go for it when you know you're ready. And when you do it, say, I love you. You don't have to say it back. I just want you to know that that's how I feel about you. And I don't want you to say it back unless you know that's how you feel about me. And if they're not quite ready, that's okay. Mm-hmm. They if Either they will be or it's a good thing you guys figured that out before it was way, way too late, you know? And I can say that from experience. And it was a very positive thing. So wait, the L word isn't lesbians? I mean, lesbians with you. <laughs> Sorry, I love Scott Pilgrim. Um, oh, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Courtney, for the listeners that just pulled out watching, a Scott Pilgrim book out of my ass, just nice. out of thin freaking air. <laughs> I think it's it's more of a feeling. Like I think it mm-hmm. can be fluid. I don't think it's it's so much a of a commitment to say that to somebody. Like if you feel it, then you should say it. Like, you don't have to expect them to say it back. I think you like, can't expect them to say it back. Yeah, yeah. That takes time to like mm-hmm. be okay with saying it and not having the person go, "Oh, I, I love you too." Like. <laughs> Cause it's yeah. yeah, and and it's fluid. Like saying "I love you" is not is not a "Will you marry me?" It's just a, it's a feeling, mm-hmm. and it's nice to say it. It feels nice to say it. Yeah, but I think you should always like fully as as fully as you believe love means to you. You should fully believe it. Because even growing up, I never was someone that was like even to my friends, like, I love you. Like, I felt like that that was such a powerful word that you it shouldn't be thrown around here and there. It's funny because the first time I told Claudio I loved him, it was like on accident. <laughs> like oh most, most like levels to our relationship. But like, I think he was like making a joke and I just went like, oh, I love you. And then I was like, but wait, no, but wait, that's not... Okay, uh, but not know? like that. <laughs> I think I've done that too, where it's just like, shit. Yeah, (laughs) I said it. So here we go. You know, don't pressure yourself to be like, by this date, I need to say it. It's like, feel the moment. And if you really feel like you want to express that, go ahead. Maybe throw out a feeler and be like, I'm in like with you. Like, (laughs) like really, really hardcore like. I do. I I super like you. Yeah, I do. I like you. Movies also and TV put so much pressure of like, you said it? Big mistake. Like, it's 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 really case by case. So And you're not bound to them for eternity. No, 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 no. Here we go on to the next one. Diddly Nam June uh oh. says, yeah. Uh says, if you're already best friends and then start dating, how much is your relationship going to change? And wow. they put in print they put in parentheses, this being if both parties have mutual feelings. I don't think I've ever like dated a friend. I have a couple times in my life. It's sometimes, okay, so I'll speak from my experience. In high school, 
I had this best friend. He's awesome. I'll, I'll just name it. His name is Ashwin. We were best friends in high school. And then senior year, I realized that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I love him. <laughs> and he, the feelings were surprisingly <laughs> mutual. So we started dating. It was very like cute and new and like we'd kiss and stuff. And then a month or so later, I was like, wait, this is not what I want for a relationship. Like I, mm -hmm. I was wrong. So I had to end things. But since we were such good friends and he's such a good person, we still went to prom together. We still like hung out at the graduation and stuff like that. Like we're, we still we haven't talked in a while, but like things are still positive. It, even though like I made the mistake, he was hurt at first, but mm. ultimately we got over it because what was more important was that we had each other in our mm. lives. So that was the best case scenario of it not working out. But I've also had instances where it's like, oh, we tried. Okay. And now we don't talk anymore, but eventually you get over it. Is it like awkward? Is it like, like the first kiss is like awkward and like, what's that like? Yeah, does it feel it like you're kissing your brother? <laughs> not quite, buddy. Um, I don't know. Let me go kiss my brother and find out. <laughs> it was like with 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 in high school. It was like such a shock of like, oh my god, like that. that how do, like, zing how do you feeling? make the move? How do you make the move? You you film it for TikTok. You go, we've been best friends for three years. I'm gonna make a move right now. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was like after we decided to like go see a movie or something. Mm. I don't remember where it was, but oh my gosh, I remember if we kissed goodbye at school, it was like so much uh, electricity it was mm. so shocking because it was this guy, I think for me, it's like he was a friend and I trusted him as a person. So when you're trusting this person and love them as a person, and then now you get to be like physically attracted to them, it's like this whole other experience but i also obviously was very lucky because there are people where they they try it out and they're like oh goodness no yeah oh this is not working a friend of mine went on a few dates with this guy and she wasn't she wasn't like a big fan of it and then they were friends for like years and then they got together and they've been together for like five years that's so cool so so it's like i, I think it can change I think, I think it's also like, I'm a timing. Huge fan of that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think timing in life. But it's so funny because because she, she was saying like when they went on a few dates, she was like, nah, nah, I don't, I don't really like them like that. <laughs> and then yeah. the time went on, and and then I don't know. Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, your relationship's going to change if mm -hmm. you were best friends and then you start dating. I mean, you can't really worry about it. Just you know, just keep the communication very open yeah that's mm -hmm. what i was gonna say you definitely like be clear on communication on feelings and mm -hmm. and and what's really important is like if you guys just want each other in your lives no matter what then if you guys tried to date and it didn't work then mm -hmm. it can still be okay or if it does work then it was worth it and it's great i think it's yeah just being honest with yourself and each other have the adult conversation yeah have the adult like really communicate about it is it working is it not should we go back? <laughs> Are you yeah. going to be too hurt? Like it, it, it's it's intense, but it could be very rewarding. Or at least you're 
finding out if that works or not for you too. And speaking of communication, this next question from Midnight Snack. What do you do when you know your significant other is lying, but you don't like confrontation? Seems to be my constant struggle. Why are they lying? Dude. Yikes. Dude. Okay. You know what? I, I will hop in in a little story time of an ex. One day I found a pair of underwear that was not mine in their apartment. I think I've told this story. Oh, and I, I was like, and they're like pink zebra lace too. It's like, uh, ooh, and I was like, I'm judging. And he was like, oh, my, my <laughs> sisters. Those are my sisters. It's my uh, sister's sexy panties. Cause he like does laundry at his mom's house sometimes. But then I was with her sister another time and I was like, or with his sister. And I was like, oh, is good. Is this your underwear? Oh, and good. She was Courtney. Like, no, this is not my underwear. My boyfriend at the time was in the other room and I said, hey, these aren't her underwear. And he said, they're my mom's or something. I don't know. And I just, I just, just, I think I just like spaced out. I was like, okay. Cause like, I w- want to just trust and believe this person. Yeah. I've never found underwear, but I've been in a similar situation where you fully believe that you're in the right. And that person somehow like convinces you that you're acting crazy or you're being unreasonable. I, I, I've been in those positions and it's tough to like stand your ground, but I think sometimes you just gotta, like you hate confrontation, unfortunately. I mean, I used to be the same when I was younger. I would never wanna confront anyone. Yeah. But confrontation is a part of life and you really need to like learn how to respectfully <laughs> bring things up. And it's also a source of growth. Like if, as long as it's not like a violent confrontation and it's not just screaming, like you, like you need to have these uncomfortable conversations yeah, if you wanna to grow. S- it's important to see how that person reacts mm-hmm. in confronting situations because if you're gonna be with them for a long time, it's important to know those things mm-hmm. and be aware of how they are. I think if you feel like you're constantly having to call out or even if you see moments where your significant other is lying, that's a big red flag. I'll say I think when one way to go about it is if you guys are together, it's never going to feel like, okay, this is the perfect time to bring it yep. up. You just got to be like, hey, okay, so... This thing is just not sitting right with me. I have to ask just so that I know I'm sure because my mind won't rest with this thing that you're telling me and I need to talk about it more. And if that person gets upset, you seeing how they react and if they start gaslighting, like pay attention to how they are Mm -hmm. acting. And if it's something, yes, they were lying. You And I think you should know these things going into it. If you find out, yes, they were lying. How are you prepared to react? How do you want to deal with that? And if you guys are able to work through it and everything's fine after, then it's really good you guys talked about. That can be a growing moment for you guys. And also if it's like you guys have improved your communication, you find out, oh, they weren't lying, then you guys are better communicating in that way. Also, if you just don't trust your significant other, then that's that's a sign of a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what what have they done that's that's broken your trust to this person and once you've broken that trust it's so hard to get it back i think you really need to have a very serious conversation about this but then again i'm just a dummy (laughs) all right this next one comes from is the fangirl Oh. Uh, this person said (laughs) how do you date during covid when you can't go anywhere ian um well there's a there's a 
couple things you could do. I mean, video dates are easy. It's tough. I haven't I haven't done it a whole lot. Um, but meeting the person outdoors, socially distanced is also, I think, okay. Yeah, I had a friend, um, she like FaceTimed with this guy a lot. And eventually they got to a point where they wanted to like kind of meet. And so what they did is that they met at a park and then they went and they, they were wearing masks and they went and picked up some to-go food. And then they had a little picnic. Yeah, I think that's great. And they're going on hikes and stuff like that, kind of like outdoorsy stuff. That's so cute. And yeah, it's it's kind of refreshing because you're kind of like taking the sexual parts out of dating. So you actually get to like know them a little better. Yeah. Before you get into the snuggling and the kissing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, baby. And also it's a good, it's just a good excuse to actually like get outside and (laughs) see nature and see birds and shit. My default was always like date at a uh, go on a date at a bar or you know somewhere like at a restaurant or somewhere indoors. Like my default's usually indoors. Uh, so this has been this has been actually a pretty fun puzzle, I guess. Trying to figure out ways to ways to date outdoors. Maybe go on a kayak or something. My best friend was going to a different high school and then she had this guy friend that I somehow became friends with and I only knew him through video chat all the time. We would video chat for hours and like I totally grew to have a crush on this guy. So I don't doubt that if you wanted to really pursue FaceTime dates, there can be chemistry that grows there. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. If you want it to play harder, it as safe though. as possible. I'm sure. I'm video sure. Chat, it is harder. Video chat is is harder than just being face to face with the person. There is yeah. something that is lost there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it is Vibes. at least better than texting. Texting, there's so much lost. I think actually, I mean, the positive, the silver lining of that is that you're learning how best that person communicates. Because some people prefer over the phone and some people prefer FaceTime and some mm. people prefer texting. It, it forces you to be creative. I think I think that's also a good thing. Like rather than go to your sort of default, like it forces you to try to think a little harder about how you want to plan a date, which is kind of fun. This one comes from part three, Frank. They say, I'm pansexual, giving me more options, but I'm still <laughs> single. What do? That's a tough one. It is. Because um, I, as you guys know, I'm pansexual, which... I will say I misspoke on the on the the uh, pride episode. Sorry, gang. I'm just going to clarify something. I explained what bisexual versus pansexual was, but I explained it from a very um, specific perspective. So to the to the bi and pan people who are listening and felt that they were misconstrued, I'm really sorry because I definitely came from a as a cis white female. If I were bisexual, this is what I would do. But if I was pansexual, which is so limiting and and they're like the gender, like the, it's, everything's so fluid and it's a whole spectrum. So I apologize and I'm going to get better about educating myself on that. But I understand because as uh, for the question, um, because there was a long period of time where I was just scared to get out there and experience newness of like, okay, I know that I'm attracted to other genders, but I never put myself in the environment to actually like try it out and especially in quarantine i know it's hard i think the idea of like well i'm pansexual so that gives me more options is kind of a fallacy you have a lot of options regardless of your sexual orientation there's a lot of people out there there's a lot of different types so don't of people. i would say don't put the pressure on yourself mm-hmm. 
it don't put more makes pressure. things more complicated though because especially when I don't know if they've if they've never experienced say say if this person is pansexual mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they've been dating men their whole life and now they're like now there's this whole other arena of, of women that I now might be attracted to. Mm-hmm. I have a clear idea of the kind of guy I like, but I have no idea based on experience. It's like being a, like a, a, a middle school girl again where I'm like, I've never even kissed a person. Like I've never done all these things. I'm like a virgin again. So it's it's scary but I have through like the internet and like social media and seeing like, whoa, this person is attractive to me. Ooh, I like that this person has this. So you can at least have a general idea of like what in a person you find attractive. Mm-hmm. So I say take those opportunities when you can um, to interact with people and and just explore your inward of like, what do I like? Yeah. And it'll help you. And I think just remaining open. Because it's like that now that that, you know, you've discovered that you're pansexual and you've really, you know, you're you're in that mode. Like you do have a lot of options, but there is a learning curve to see what you're attracted to, who Mm -hmm. you're attracted to, why. And and yeah, I think it's all about being open to the possibilities. Like, that's so cool. And there's so many other like veins of it too, where people will be like, I'm bisexual, but I'm only emotionally attracted to females and only sexually attracted to males. Like Mm -hmm. there's a whole, it's, there's so many veins within that main, main uh, path. So don't put the pressure on yourself because you think you have more options than other people do. You're in the, you're in the same boat as the rest of us. We're all, we're we're all all looking looking for, we're all all trying to flirt out. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Adam Up Boy. Uh, <laughs> I love these how are great. you read these, these handles. These yeah. are great names. Yeah. They ask, do you think our constant search for the one actually hurts our ability to have a meaningful relationship? So I actually don't believe that there's the one. I don't believe that. And I'm a married person. <laughs> I believe there are many ones. And some might be better than others. So I, I think like if I think about my past and my dating, there are, there are probably a couple of people that I could have gotten married to. Some would be more successful than others. It's all, you know, depending on the person who I ended up with. So I think to to go into the dating world and try to search for the one is is kind of like so open-ended and difficult to put that pressure on yourself. It's just not healthy, I don't think. So I think there can be many ones because if you do just focus, if if I just focused on dating this person and I was like, okay, A through Y are good, but X and Z and W don't fit perfectly, but the one would, I don't think that's completely realistic to go into a relationship like I just think scientifically, there's just like too many people in this world that there's like, I don't know, just seems impossible. Well, you also can't just speak scientifically because there is no science to a relationship, right? Yeah, but like if that person's DNA and their genetic makeup and their psychological makeup is perfectly Uh for you, like there's too many people on this planet to make that seem like so, you know. I think, I think, yeah. There, I, I agree. There's not, there's not a the one. It's a spiritual thing, but, I guess. but mm-hmm. also like it's. I think it's okay if the if the person isn't everything you could possibly ever want forever. It's okay to compromise in some areas. 
Like mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, I, I'm not saying stay with somebody if they if they're hurting you. It's okay if it's if it's not perfect. If it's not the prince charming, like they can have some some flaws. I think you they should will. allow for some flaws because they yeah, will have. There is no flaws. perfect person. Maybe there's maybe there's multiple the ones at the same time. If you're Polly, I don't know. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I just, and that doesn't mean that I, I mean, I don't want to say like you can't find a soulmate or anything like that. I'm not, I'm not, because I still very much believe in the romantic aspect of finding a soulmate and, and a partner to build your life on. But it isn't a Disney fairy tale where you marry the prince and everything's magical and wonderful. It's a relationship. Yeah. Obviously, like you can't, if even if there is a soulmate, I don't think that there's any way of being like, ah. Oh, we are perfect for each other right now, and we are going to stay perfect for each other for the rest of our lives. I think the best relationships involve growing together and teaching each other values and and learning from each other. And like, hey, like I my person, like my significant other makes me want to be better, and so thus I'm a b- being a better person because mm-hmm. of ABC. Like, there's no finding the the perfect person. There's finding someone, and you guys creating something as close to perfect together. And and yeah, and I think if you're searching for the one to get married, I think like marriage is a big like hurdle to climb and it's a hurdle that is going to last decades, you know, you hope. Mm-hmm. But I also think like it relies on the two people growing cuz you're going to grow and change over time. It relies on those two people growing together, not I'm I'm not saying each step they're taking the same step, but you're in a journey together going forward. So it's really you and you know, you want to focus on that relationship. If it so happens that you are in a marriage or in a relationship where two people are growing in different areas and growing in different ways, that's something that can totally realistically happen. Someone who I love and cherish right now and I'm married to right now could turn to be an asshole in five years. Can I control the fact that he turned into an asshole in five years, I cannot control that. So I think it's like, it, it's it's a relationship and marriage is like as good as you feed it, like as mm-hmm. good as you mm-hmm. get into it and and you are kind of giving yourself a challenge by yeah. forcing your, you two to grow together over decades and decades and hoping for the best, obviously. I will say like, and if the, even if there is a soulmate. Also, I want to um, know if, I want to know if Claudio is just sitting in the other room going, hmm. Very true. Very We've had true. these conversations, so he probably yeah, I figured that. <laughs> I will say, like, you shouldn't, especially, and things can be hard. Okay, because if you're if you're pansexual or bisexual, and you know that there's a soulmate out there, are you going to have an idea of what that soulmate is? Does that mean that you have a clear idea of which or what gender you want to be with? In which case, I do think it's harder for someone who's attracted to multiple genders because if you walk into a room as a straight white male. You're like, ah, look at all these women. Odds are they're straight. I maybe have a chance with these women. Whereas, say, a, a single pansexual person enters a room. Ah, every gender. And also, I don't know if they're attracted to me or my gender. It's going to be that much harder. And I think even if there is a soulmate, I think just going into the world open-minded mm-hmm. um, will help you find that person instead of, like we said, our answered earlier, like having a, a stencil or a box of a person that you're looking for. Also, I think you you might have a better idea of if they're the one 
maybe a year or two into your relationship, if if they're willing to make the the sort of, you know, difficult decisions and and mm-hmm. sacrifice for you to make the relationship work. I think that's a better sign of the one than the first six months of the relationship where everything is like, totally. oh, wow, this is amazing. You're perfect. Yeah. You are my queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for me, for me, like a turning point in the relationship where where it's like really shows a person's color, true colors is how they react when you're mourning and how mm-hmm. they react when they're mourning. Mm-hmm. I think that is really because those are the times that you really want a partner that's on the same wavelength as you. I agree. Agreeable. Cool. So um, now we're going to go to the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. So we're gonna we're gonna blast through some of these pretty quickly. Here we go. Hakuna Matata underscore 56 asks, how many years is too many when it comes to age gaps? Ooh, baby. Ooh. Well, I think that depends on what kind of ages you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you're Dane Cook being a 40-year-old man dating a 19-year-old, yeah, that's a little weird, but it seems to work out yeah. for them. So what do I know? Case-by-case case answers. Also, sometimes you're in different chapters of your life, so remember that if you're 20, you might be different in five years, and that person who's older might not appreciate that. Think about that. Agreeable. All right. <laughs> uh, Miss Claudia CG uh, asks, what are some tips you would give people, especially young women, trying to safely navigate dating apps? Don't go on a date if you feel unsafe. Don't do anything you're not ready to do. Yeah, don't move to texting before you're ready to move to texting. Stay in public places if you're worried about that. On group dates are also a possible thing of saying, hey, my friends are doing this thing. Bring your friends. It's a safe option. Leave a lot of personal data out of your bio. Yes. Uh, Lady Pharaoh asked, how to keep your parents from asking about why you're single? Mm. Say, Just shut the fuck up. Stop. You're not my mom. This is in 1955. <laughs> I have my own life to live. One of those. <laughs> uh, Dusty Lelai asked, how long will carbon dating continue to be an effective method? Is it as reliable as they say, or is there something else out there waiting for us to date? What's carbon wrong dating? Dating, wrong kind of dating. Yeah, that's checking how, dating. Long, how old dirt is. Yeah, we gotta dirt. move on. Yeah, that's dino dirt. We don't talk about dino dirt here. Uh, the victorious VM asks, do you think meat cutes are still a thing in the world of online dating and hookups? I've experienced them, and yes. I, I'd say just start <laughs> dropping things on the ground and see what kind of hot hunk bumps into you. That's not a, that's a plan. <laughs> that's premeditated meat cute. We'll grease have. up your hands and carry something heavy and wait for love to find you. Claudio dropped off a pizza at my table. That was our meat cute. All right, <laughs> at, at T1 Mamlet no. asks, what are the most important traits in a significant other in your opinion? Trustworthy, funny. Oh. Emotionally available. Giving. Big swinging titties. No. Ian. <laughs> um, swangin'. Swangin'. Uh, the ability to communicate mm. all feelings and thoughts. And gives good back rubs. Yeah. Oh, that's, wait, back, back rubs back or back scratches? Down bag for rubs. physical activities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Let's go. Thinking I should ask, she says she wants yummy fried chicken. She offers to drive. She pulls up to a KFC with a Popeyes across the street. How do you tell her it's not going to work? You tell her it's not going to work. <laughs> it's a deal break of home. <sighs> Of it's all the fried chicken your places. God, KFC, KFC is horrible. Bro, oh, it's not gonna work, and that person should be sent to the gulag. No, no, educate them. Educate. Maybe they haven't been to other fried chicken places. Take them to a mom and pop place, or take Hell them to yeah. a Korean fried chicken. Make yes, fun experience. Oh my god, yes. With the radishes, oh my god. Oh, baby. And last <laughs> but not least, or possibly least, because I haven't read this yet, the turtle KMG asked, is it even necessary to date if all your homies are basically your significant others because of how close y'all are asking for a friend? Are you so fucking all of your friends? I don't love understand your homies. what this question no, is. You are love your homies, but that's okay. You can bring a chick into the mix or it, whatever you're attracted to. But bring you them do in. you. You do you. If you don't want that, you if you don't want a significant other, you don't have to. You if you're happy your with own your life. boys, yeah, that's you're right. happy with your boys. But also, I will say, as a girlfriend, it's really sweet when you see how close your boyfriend is with their friends. It's, mm -hmm. And it's also so they're welcoming to that significant other. Oh my God, it's a lovely time. Make the family bigger. But also normalize people not getting married and not getting in a significant relationship. If, if they don't want to, they hey, don't have to. Those are yeah. some facts. Those are some cold, hard, oh, facts. lightning facts. facts. Boom. And guys, that was the end of the lightning round. Thank you so much for playing. You win nothing. <laughs> all right. Well, how do you guys feel after all those questions? Did you reflect on your own situations a little bit? You or? bet I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I feel good. Claudio, Claudio, how do you feel? Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> Claudio approved. I love him. Well, let's finish this this off with a good old shoot, dude. 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 This one comes from Nicole. This absolute shoot, dude, happened a couple of years ago. My best friend and I were going to a friend's baby shower. I hadn't had my license that long, but I was driving us to the shower and got a little lost as the directions on the invitation were absolute garbage and I didn't know the area that well. When we finally arrived at the shower, we were greeted by a family member of this friend. I said, sorry we're late, I don't know who wrote the directions for this, but they were absolutely horrible. The family member looked me dead in the face and said, I wrote the directions. Oh, I saw it coming. Shoot, I, dude. I tried to laugh it off, but they were clearly not amused and went to our friend saying how rude we were. Oh, Needless no. to say, we didn't stay at the shower very long. Oh, shoot, dude. Oh, no. Dude, that's a shoot, dude. But also she needed to hear it. Yeah, I've 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 definitely been in those situations where, yeah. where I, I, I talked like a little bit of shit. Just my luck. <laughs> And then, Always, yeah. it's to the person. Yeah, or maybe not to the person, but then the other person very quickly found out. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, I didn't really need to say that. I always had a bad habit whenever we were filming at houses that we were just renting for the day. <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, this house is weird. And then the owner's right there. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm always like, yeah, I'm always 
super afraid of saying anything negative about a house we're shooting in because of that reason. Because I don't yeah. know. I mean, I figure the owner's there somewhere. Yeah, you always like, need to look in each other's crappy. eyes of like, I want to mm-hmm. say something, but I'm not going to say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, try to, even if the house is like hideous, I'll be like, this is like, this is a really cool house. I like your house. Good job. That person also is just a negative person. They weren't able to be like, oh, I wrote them. I'm sorry. Like couldn't yeah. even like keep it a positive thing. They didn't even look inward for a second. They just went I'm to guessing the person this was and a, said, they're rude. I'm guessing this was a boomer. And rather than just yeah. give the address, they gave out that super long list of, so you pass, uh, after the highway, you're going to pass three intersections, then you're going to go past the cow gate and then take a left to- down a dirt road. <laughs> like I've had the longest directions from somebody and then it was much better for me to just go on Google and yeah. just put in the address. I'm like, no, Google told me exactly where to go. They're like, yeah, no, Google gets it wrong all the time. It's like, no, no, it's right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys yeah. so much. Uh, oh, by the way, um, please submit your shoot dudes to shoot dude. That's S H O O D. Nope. Nope. S H O O T D O O D at smosh.com. Uh, and that concludes today's dating advice. Um, thank you, Courtney Millar. Thank you, Sada Weedle. No problem. Um, this has been very illuminating. I'm going to go sit silently in a room and ruminate on all the <laughs> things we've learned today. What's ruminate? like to think about something, think back on things. About all the mistakes that I've made in in my relationships and and come out a better person. All right. Yeah, that's right, guys. Tune in every every Wednesday for uncensored audio on all the podcasting platforms. Tune in every Friday on YouTube for our censored video, but you get to see our faces. So it's a smash cast. You you might as well just do both of it. Uh, (laughs) Yes, exactly. Subscribe to the Smashcast channel. Oh, yeah, subscribe and please rate us five stars on your podcasting app that you listen to so so other people can learn yeah. um, and, and our if, great uh, advice. I feel like the true fans listen to our podcast. It's like if they really, whoa. really want to get to the oh. nitty gritty and whoa, really want to know whoa. us as people, they listen mm. to the Smoshcast. You know what I'm saying? I so see. Well, I, see I don't want to exclude saying. our wonderful people that like to watch things with their eyeballs. No, no, no. I mean, no, a, she's saying a, in as general. Consuming, consuming the podcast in general. That's Ooh. next level. Real fans get down and oh, deep the real in the ones. pods. The yeah. real the ones. Real, the real ones. The only yeah. fans. Exactly. And <laughs> I guess I'll announce today I'm starting OnlyFans. No. Just show my belly button. All right. Uh, okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Love you, Sarah.